don't want you to get out of your car. I don't care if your children are standing in the middle of the street and you need to save them. I don't, I don't care what's going on. Stay in the car. You need to listen to this. With over 19 years of service in the Army, I regretfully yet resolutely tender my resignation for the following reasons. A, first and foremost, I am incapable of subjecting myself to the unlawful, unethical, immoral, and tyrannical order to sit still and allow a serum to be injected into my flesh against my will and better judgment. It is impossible for this so-called vaccine to have been studied adequately to determine the long-term effects. B. I cannot and will not contribute to the fall of this great nation and its people, those very Americans whom I swore to protect the liberty of at all costs. The values that our nation was founded on, has lived under, and thrived under have been utterly decimated by the current presidential administration and the leadership of the military to include the army. We are watching the fall of liberty at this very moment. Governors and mayors forcibly locking down millions of Americans, restricting them from their unalienable right to pursue happiness, forcing them out of their jobs and their ability to participate in the most basic and fundamental rights life offers because of their personal beliefs and values. These are the same values that we service members office officer our uh, that we service members offer our very lives to protect and now we are being used as tools to boost the numbers of vaccinated people in order to further distance and alienate those who knowing the personal risk of the disease have freely decided to remain unvaccinated i cannot be used as a tool against them they are my daughters my son my siblings and my friends they are the Americans that deserve my support and love. C, a complete lack of confidence in the presidential administration and secretaries directing the military as demonstrated by the sudden and rash at best, but pushing traitorous withdrawal from Afghanistan. The strategic decisions with regard to Afghanistan made by these people have not only unnecessarily cost the lives of 13 service members and many Afghanis, but have undoubtedly set our nation up for many more attacks, both in Afghanistan and within our own borders. While the need to respond quickly and move friendly personnel out of harm's way may have been necessary, I have concerns that appropriate screening of personnel could not have taken place with the chaos and haste of the operations, potentially leading to transporting threatening terrorists to friendly nations, including the United States. This entire situation was completely preventable by following, and you've heard me say this many times, right, Josh? By following the most basic tactics taught in all military schools to every soldier in the Army. How many times have you heard me say that, Josh? We're all trained in how to do this operation. Everybody. The Air Force pencil pushers could do this operation. Establish security first. Remove security last. For our military leaders to overlook this at the level they operate gives reason for total lack of confidence and even cause for concern that the best interest of the United States, her people, and her allies is not what is motivating those in positions of authority. Powerful statement. D. What I view as an ideologically Marxist takeover of the military and United States government at their upper echelons. E. 
I will continue my service to this great nation and uphold the Constitution of the United States, but I feel that I can no longer do this while serving in the military, as it is my belief that the military is currently being used to the contrary. Neither serving this great nation nor upholding the Constitution, I would like nothing more than to continue in the Army to reach my 20 years of active federal service and retire with my pension. They're at 19 years, by the way. However, I instead will join those who have served before me in pledging my life, my fortune, and my sacred honor to continue resisting the eternal and ever-mutable forms of oppression and tyranny, both from enemies outside of our nation's borders and those within. That is a lieutenant colonel at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, and that was written three weeks ago. That is not the Marine Corps lieutenant colonel that you all probably know about, that we have talked about on this show. I have told you repeatedly since the Afghanistan situation, I promise we will not just be talking about that today. We will get into General Milley still being a traitor in a minute. But I told you that there were a couple of things happening. One, the rage. That's the only word that I can use to adequately convey to you how the veteran community feels. The rage has never been this bad in the veteran community in my adult life. There's a reason I told you about Operation Resurrection and why that was a teachable historical moment for how people feel right now. People who swore an oath to this country, people who served this country, people who are no longer officially in service of this country, but have the skills, the tool sets, and the knowledge to do so. The other thing that I have told you is there are movements inside senior leadership in the United States military to fix exactly what this lieutenant colonel has pointed out and what other senior officers and enlisted personnel have been pointing out for the past couple of weeks. The cancer that has now taken over the leadership of the military. And look, I'll, I'll be perfect. I, I, I was served in the 90s. There was a cancer then. There has always been a cancer there. There is probably always going to be a cancer. The difference is you always had talented people, even if you disagreed with some of their decisions. They at least had some talent. They at least were looking out, for the most part, for their personnel's interests. That is not happening. That is not happening with Secretary Austin. That is not happening with General Milley. That is certainly not happening with General McKenzie. You all need to be absolutely run out of their positions. Milley needs to be in prison. And I'll get into that because the Milley situation has gotten a lot worse. The other thing that is happening, and this has me concerned. The other thing is happening is that letters like this Lieutenant Colonel's letter of resignation have been frequent. Now, while I support and understand his position, 
19 years walking away from full retirement pension in the United States Army, doing it on principle so that way everybody knew he meant it. He's that close to being set up for life. He is that close, and he is choosing to give it up for principle for you. So that later on, somebody can say, oh, if you really did this on principle, you wouldn't have waited for your 20 years to get your pension. You would have done it at 19. Well, he did. So did that Marine. So did many others. They're not alone. Here's the problem. These good personnel, no longer in the military. So when you get, you get the strong links out of the chain, what are you left with? Nothing but General Millies and McKenzie's and any other little snowflake puke who has infected the military with this social justice nonsense. That's unfortunately what we're being left with. Do I support? Do I understand why this man and others are walking away? Yeah, I do. But what will be left behind when they go? More coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel and covering for Pat Miller on News Talk 1190, WOWO, 107.5 FM. Casey Hendrickson. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel.